Welcome back to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And we're back. <laughs> it's been so long, Zachy. Who are you? I know. That's. I was actually, I was going to say, like, I was going to introduce myself to you, but I'm like, that. maybe I won't do that. But then you did it. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Mike, I've, Zach, I've we have s- not sat down at a table across from each other for... I haven't seen your two eyes and forehead for a really long time. I know, yeah, same here. I have not. I have not seen the, the, your your mouth circled by a, uh, a pop filter for a very long time. Um, yeah, Zach and I have not. Uh, we've barely seen each other since the last episode that we recorded. Yes, we recorded that last episode. I think in May. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and now here we are. It's the first Friday of July. So, I mean, we have really not seen each other for pretty solid, like pretty four or five, at least four or five weeks. Yeah. Um, and any, at any length, we've had a couple phone calls, but you were on vacation. I had mission trips yeah. or a mission trip, um, vacation, all kinds of stuff going on. We've just been going in two separate directions for a while. It's nice to see you again. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. It's really, it was nice. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to be at the same table with you again. Um, and now we get to kind of catch up and yeah. share. And, and with, then next week we're gone again. We're on. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's going to be the thing. So season three, which this is officially the first episode of season three, yes. uh, is going to be kind of hit or miss until the end of summer. Uh, yes. so it's going to be when we can. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not that we don't want to, um, but yeah, it's going to have to be, it's going to be like one week we're going to be in one week we're going to be gone. We have a mission trip. We'll probably like, it'd be nice to do, like we did last year. We did a Pittsburgh recap yeah. episode, but that's, this year probably won't be immediate. Now, last year, I think we were both struggling yeah. to get through that episode. <laughs> yeah. You're older, you're yeah, wiser. You're wiser. And uh, I think we're going to hold off on, on doing that, but probably just until the following Friday, and then we can talk yeah. all about it. Sure. Now, give us a little bit of time to let things process process and gestate. Yeah. Gestate and process? <laughs> Sounds. You know what gestation is? I do. I do, Steve. Oh, yeah. That's the growing process for uh, <laughs> a, uh, for anything. Yes. Something in a mama's belly. Typically, that's yeah. what it's referring to. But Zach, it's been it's been a long time, man. How was the great Alaskan trip? Oh, it was wonderful. We had a uh, an adventure. We always have an adventure. It sounded like it there. was an event. I, I, yeah. I've heard very little, but everything that you <clears throat> did tell me was fascinating. Well, I can get you filled in. Yep. Let, well, let's hear it. <laughs> so we left. It was uh, 10 days total, but a little over two of the days were travel days since it's so long to get there. We had a, we stayed a night in Seattle and, and such. So it was like, did you do anything in days. Seattle? No, slept. Oh, just slept. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we you had time on the plane. to do. We had a nine-plus-hour layover, so we okay. landed on the plane, got a hotel right by the airport, and then went back early in the morning and caught the flight into Anchorage. Um, yeah, it was great. The place we stayed was on a lake. It was beautiful. I, I, Everyone knows. I've been up there so much. I knew where I wanted to go for this trip, and I knew the things that kind of wanted to accomplish, um, things I hadn't seen yet and wanted to do. So, And I you knew. went up there with friends of ours, too. Yes, we the, went up. Yes. Bo and Kelly. Yep, and they're three girls. So it was wonderful. It was the nine of us. We, we rented a cabin together, traveled together. Um, yeah, it was great. You spend 10 days with certain, you know, people that aren't your family. Even if you spend 10 days straight with your family, sometimes there's, you know, you get on each other's nerves and stuff. But there was none of that. It was great. We, oh, really? Yeah. That, everybody well, got along. Zach. The kids played the whole time. And sure, we kind of, um, so I had one of the girls talk to, in, like interview each person. And have their and and tell her the one thing they wanted to do on the trip. Mm. Like if you could do one thing on this trip, so we had a list of everybody had one or two things. Okay, and so that helped kind of keep the trip moving along. Because the worst part about going on vacation with people is, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. What is it that you want to do? And so yeah, then it's it, it's really hard to find the right people to travel with. Sure, it really is. Absolutely, you have to mix. You know, with you know just disposition and 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 stuff like that. But anyway, so we everybody had our list. And we we start at the top and like, all right, today we'll see if we can cross these things off the list. And that's kind of where we went. My my thing was I wanted to get to the top of a mountain, which okay. we did. There's a mountain in uh, Seward, Alaska. Looks down over the city called Mount Marathon. Seward. Seward, yes. Okay. Called Mount Marathon. There's a race there every 4th of July. Um, you can look it up on YouTube. It's a, it's the, they say it's the toughest 5k in the world. You start it in the town, you okay. run to the mountain, you run straight up the mountain, come down and come back to the finish line. Run up the mountain. <laughs> and down the mountain. Most people have not made it back. <laughs> there is one fella who, who disappeared. 
Really? It, like uh, like 10 years ago. They just... Polar never, bear. May, it's possible. Polar bear. Don't really want to joke about that, but yeah. Uh, but anyway... How so, long ago was it? Like 10-ish plus years ago. That's a lot. Yeah, polar bear. It's pro- probably. <laughs> you could say that now. <laughs> Speculation is it's a polar bear. <laughs> probably. Uh, but yeah, so enjoyed that. I, I have one last story I'll tell you. No, I, want, I was going to say, give me your th- top three highlights. Okay, so that was... The, Going up the mountain was the highlight because that was one of the biggest highlights. Oh, without a doubt. When you the mountains up there, and I'm sure everywhere, but especially in Alaska, it starts at sea level and goes up because that that's the cool thing about Alaska. You can go to Colorado, you've got the mountains. You can go to the the coast somewhere, you got the beach. But in Alaska, you got the mountains and the water together. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So it starts right at sea level, goes up three thousand plus feet. So it's quite a hike. Um, but as you go, you start in the tree line, like you're in the tall forest, higher you go, like the trees get smaller Then it's bushes. And then you get out of that. It's just some grass. And then you get to like the rock because stuff doesn't grow at that altitude. Yeah, exactly. Yep. In that temperature. So it's just fun to do that and to get up, you know, and then we got to the spot where it was just kind of like climbing on like this little kind of gravelly shale rock to, to, there was, there's three summits of mountain marathon. We made it to the first of the three. Okay. So we didn't make it technically to the top, but we made it to the top for us. Okay. <laughs> and we, that was good enough. Good enough. <laughs> so we kind of ran out of water. We didn't realize how long it was going to take us. It, it was total. It was five hours. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's awesome though. Yeah. So that was the that's highlight. An experience number you'll one. never forget. We got pictures up there and everything. Um, Bo, who's our, been our buddy forever. He got, oh, yeah. he got a rock from the top and he says, I'm going to, Put this on my desk at work as it's a rock. paperweight. Yeah, as a paperweight. So. That's nice. Uh, number two would be our fishing. I was gonna. Ask, I was gonna say, yeah, so, the fishing sounded fantastic. So Bo, he he is a fisherman, right? And he's the the reason why we went together as a, as a families was because they Bo has family up there, and so he's made several trips to Alaska as well. So we decided to take our families together. It was, it was to celebrate my fortieth birthday and i just found out it was their 20th wedding anniversary like two days ago bone kelly i didn't know that no way two days ago yeah 20 years 20 years they've been married how about that they look so young they didn't say anything so i think maybe it was kind of a celebration for them too but anyway so we're up there and we didn't plan on a fishing trip because if you do a fishing trip you take your fly rods you got your chest waders you got your gear you kind of take that from home so you don't have to buy it when you get up there so we're, we're there on this lake, and they've got these little, like, like just regular Walmart fishing poles for, for the uh, people that rent the cabin. They can use them on the lake. So like a Mickey tr- Mouse fishing pole? A little step up from a that, step up but from not, that. not okay. very much. <laughs> like, but you still have, like, the safety button, like those <laughs> no, kind? <laughs> no, it, it, it's the kind that flips, and okay. you kind of cast it out. <laughs> okay, so it's, a, it's a, an adult. It, it's adult fishing <laughs> but pole. But it's Walmart, I'm like... <laughs> How like childish is this <laughs> no, thing? No, there's not like the the, the, the the kid pull. It's got the like the plastic weight on the end that you could practice casting with. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it looks like a fish. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a fish. Yeah. Ava has one of those. Does she? Yeah, she does. <laughs> so yeah, it's not that. Uh, but we'd we'd fished in the lake behind the cabin and hadn't caught anything. So it was like two days before we were gonna leave. I said, when you were up here before, you went salmon fishing in the rivers, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, he'd, he'd talk all about it. Him, him th- th- He would have these stories for years about him and his uncle going to this river and catching all this fish. And he have a, he was the young one, so he'd put the fish on his back and like hike out of there. Mm-hmm. So let, let's try to do this. So we went and got those random fishing poles, all right? Yeah. We looked around the shed and found some line that looked like it wouldn't snap, although it did at one point. <laughs> so we make this perfect. We make this fishing gear to go and fish. We don't have the chest waders, yeah. right? So he says, I, th- "I know where to go." So it's about a thirty-minute drive. We head there, walk back down to the river, and there's lots of people in there, and there's okay. lo- the salmon are running at this time. So he, we look and people are in the water. They got chest waders on. They've got fly rods and they're like professional, thousands of dollars worth of gear. These people are, are using like, these are the native Alaskan people Pro. that know professional fishing. Like just native. They're probably just like guys that, like, or, or that, could that's be, like where like, they just go. Exactly. They travel up there. And, yes. And that's like the prime spot. So when you said that, I'm like, oh, you had to have done some good salmon fishing. <laughs> so here we come. Yeah. There, everybody's on the other side of the river. We're on the side that you can get from the trail. Yeah. Like, you got your Mickey the, Mouse pole. Got our Mickey Mouse pole. Tennis shoes on. <laughs> standing on the shore. <laughs> you're fishing. 
You're fishing with night crawlers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had we had so we spent three dollars on some like some flies. Oh, and put them on. Uh, yeah. yeah, we found some sinkers and stuff in the shed that kept falling off. They're like rusted. <laughs> so he had found this pair of. Uh, we didn't have any tools to use either, like any like uh, pliers to get the hooks yeah. out of the mouth. So they he found this in the shed, this old rusted pair of pliers that we couldn't open. So we didn't have any like WD forty or anything. So he got olive oil, yeah. put it in there, and was like working these things for three days to try to get them to work. So we took them with us. Mm. So we start fishing and we're not catching anything. Like I, I'm fishing and the the lines coming off my pole because it's old. And and it had been in that shed for so long that it was the shape of the of the like the spool that it was on, and so it, it's kept that shape on my on my pole. So I would like try to cast out, and all the line on my pole would like fall off, mm. and it was very annoying and frustrating. Yeah, it would be. So we're we're like not doing well. Yeah. Everybody on the other side's catching all these fish. Oh, dude, they're probably like like, <laughs> like looking at us. What is up with these guys? And then, so about I don't know. We're there maybe an hour. And he hooks one. And then Bo says, throw it off to the other side. <laughs> yes. He hooks one. Okay. Okay. But he finds out quickly that he didn't hook the fish. The fish had a line on it from another person's pole that got snapped off. Yeah. And his hook got caught in the line of oh, that of another person. Wow. Lucky, right? Yeah, that's crazy. And it's no joke. It, it's funny how God works through the little things in your life. Yeah, man. We had prayed specifically for certain things to happen and God checked off these boxes. <laughs> so we, we prayed. No polar bears. No, we prayed. That was, man, that, that was the answer to my prayer. I, I said, God, just one fish. Yeah. Like, the, like just, just have some fun. Yeah. And he catches this fish on somebody else's line. That's So cool. he's reeling this thing in. And what happened, he just, his line, it just twisted a little bit and made like a little loop, like a little eye. And yeah. And that hook went right in that. And it he, he brought it in. That's so wild. Usually, if you snag a fish, you have to put it back. But the line that, that he caught had the hook in the mouth of the fish. So we asked somebody, like, hey, is this a legal catch? They're like, yeah, the other hook's in the mouth. That's a legal catch. Wow. So we got a fish. That's awesome. We didn't, we didn't think we were going to catch anything. We didn't bring a stringer to put these fish on. Yeah. So I believe in yourself. I didn't know that he had done this. But he brought one of those little hot dog sticks, little metal ones. They're about maybe two feet, like yeah. the real cheap ones you get from Walmart. Yeah. It's got like the, the, the round metal thing on the end that you hold it so you don't burn your hand. Yes. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like this cheapy, long, yeah. cheap one, yeah. So he t- when, when you catch the fish, you, you have to dispose of them. You, they can't be alive or they flop around and stuff. And mm-hmm. so you put them on a string or keep them in the water to keep them cool. So the fish is, is no longer living. He takes that hot dog stick and shoves it down through the gills of the fish into the ground. Yep. Hey, man. <laughs> and lets it, like, float in the water. Honestly, like, you guys did it, like, a primitive <laughs> style. Whatever. So then about 10 minutes later, he catches one for real. Wow. We, we bring it in. I'm like, this is amazing. You so, guys, Bubba Gump, this is how Bubba <laughs> Gump started in Alaska. So we, we have now have two fish on this hot dog rod. Yeah. And then I catch one. I, I couldn't believe it. I got this fish on the line. I'm like, I got a fish. And uh, I reel it in, and he catches it in the net. He's, 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 like, he's like, I am not losing this fish for you. So he had, we, they, they'd have a net there to, to yes, s- yeah. snag yep. it. So I brought the fish next to the shore. He, he kind of falls into the water as he's doing this. His leg gets soaked because we don't have our waders on. But he got oh, the he fish. Oh, he didn't have waders on. Nope, no okay. waders. So he brought the fish in. Now we have three shoved onto this hot dog stick. Okay? I catch another one. Wow. We do not have room to put them on this on this anymore. How 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 big are these salmon that you're catching? They're so I mean these are foot? these are big boys. Yeah, they're how much so, do they weigh? How much does a salmon weigh? Like five pounds ish, five, okay. six pounds, something okay. like that. When you get the fillets off of them, each fillet is a pound and a half to two pounds, I'd say. Okay, wow. See, I, they're I, big. I, I've never gone salmon fishing, yeah. right? So I have no idea. So I catch two more. We don't have any room to put them. So he just finds this stick. Same deal. Shoves the stick through the gills of this thing. So we end up with five big old fish That's when we're done fantastic. with this. We have two days left. What are we going to do with this? We, <laughs> we didn't have a fillet knife. Yeah. It, it was a long story. So we had to take them back to the, to the shed or whatever. We, we ended up with 
10 big fillets of salmon. And so we ate salmon for dinner, for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, I, for I breakfast, and lunch the next couple days in order to, to, I, to I do I think that. salmon's <laughs> the, the finest of the fish. Oh, and it's so fresh. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's by no, there's far There's nothing the best. better than salmon yeah, so in general. The sockeye salmon were running. We ended up with five of them. Mm-hmm. And that was so that was... Probably about the two big highlights of the That's trip. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You don't have a third highlight? Just just being there with friends. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of absolutely. fun. Absolutely. We did a lot of hiking on trails and such. Nice. And just the kids getting along and stuff. So Oh yeah. I mean, your kids already had a pretty I mean, at least your two old the two oldest daughters, you know, are very close. Yeah. How'd Elliot do? I think Elliot that's the, the question oh. on everyone's right, mind. Right. Elliot's not the outdoorsman. Highlight number three was Elliot. Okay. So you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. <laughs> he's been starting to use a harmonica. And he's not. Of course. Why he, wouldn't he? He's not bad. I mean, he, he'll play just these random tunes that are. Is he a big Tom Petty fan? He's like learning how to play guitar and harmonica. <laughs> he'll play like these just random tunes and they're. They sound pretty good. So he would have this harmonica with them as yeah. we're just walking around town or on these hikes or whatever. And pretty, we'd be going along here. And all of a sudden you hear this harmonica music. <laughs> People would come up to him and be like listening to him play harmonica as we do. So we've got, we've got videos of us heading up that mountain in yeah. different spots. When we would stop, he'd pull out his harmonica and like play a tune for everybody. So he played harmonica at the top of the mountain. And is he like learning how to play harmonica, or he is he just teaching himself? Up. He just teaches just, himself. Just doing it himself. He plays these like little Where'd jaunties. He get, uh, did he? What kind of like? Did he get like a pro think, grade harmonica? I don't like, think what? so. Like I think he got for Christmas one year. Like the you know what do you get a ten year old boy? Some random aunt or something gave us. He got like a harmonica kit. That, dude, that's that's a really cool thing to be able to just pick up and do. So he played the harmonica, and he wanted one thing. It's my last story. Then we're going to talk fine. about your Canada story. I'll, whatever. Elliot wanted one thing on this trip. He wanted a pocket knife. Okay. Yeah. And were you okay with him getting a pocket knife? Because now my son's going to want a pocket knife. Thank you very much. I was not really that right. okay with him okay. getting a pocket yeah, knife because I, I figured Elliot would like slice his finger. Yeah. For sure. I don't, tr- I, Luke, I love you. I don't trust you with a pocket knife. <laughs> not yet. Well, Elliot does no longer have the pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So there was this little knife shop right across the road from where we were staying. It looked, I don't know, abandoned. So Elliot saw this as soon as we got there the first day. He says, yeah. I want to go to this knife shop and get a pocket knife. I love pocket knives. So we're like, okay. So that was the thing he wrote on his list he wanted to do. So we head across the road to this place. Mm-hmm. It ends up this guy who owns this little knife shop is a world-renowned knife maker. Have you ever watched Forged in Fire? On like, I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. It's a history channel. They... They show how people make knives. It's like a competition. Mm-hmm. So we watch it sometimes. So we know all the terminology and stuff. It was neat to, to see this guy. We went to his forge and stuff. So we get there and he like invites us back. Nice, like old Alaskan guy. He's like, if you think of a, I mean. Old like, school Alaska. Old school guy. Yeah. Big beard and stuff. So he invites us back into his forge. He shows us all of his equipment he uses. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, then his knives are like a thousand Two thousand, three thousand dollars each. Like they made. He uses for his handle material this amazing old type. He had a mammoth bones. He had walrus tusks, like mm. crazy stuff. So he's showing us all of these things. And uh, so Elliot, got like a two thousand dollar knife. No, they had these little ones up front for like twenty bucks. So I'm like, you could get this one. So he gets. Did this, he make them? No, th- this was like a. It was a nice knife, but he did not make this particular okay. one. It was just like a souvenir type thing. Okay. So we get this thing. And, and we gave Elliot so many lessons on what to do, how to use a knife. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you, you never cut the, you use the blade towards yourself. It's always away from you. If you're going to, you know, whittle a stick or something, always away and stuff like this. So we give him this knife. No joke. Ten minutes he comes and he nicked the end of his thumb. And mm. we're like, and I, I reiterate to him, you know, how to use this thing. All right. So I say... If you cut yourself one more time, I am taking the knife from you. We're done. So he would have the knife, and we're, we're trying, Bo and I are trying to give him lessons all the time on knife etiquette. What do you do? It's yeah. not a toy. You have it there as a tool if you need it for something. You know, yeah. It's not just something you take out and whip around and show the ladies, right? <laughs> this is a, a yeah. something you have in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Knives are not to show the ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 
He wanted to whittle himself a bow and arrow when he's up there because he's in the... So one one <laughs> weapon making another weapon. He's into like those Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. He and, he and my son are both like huge into the Zelda <laughs> so games. So he had made a bow and he wanted to whittle an arrow. Yeah. And so, no joke, we sat down and said, all right, this is how you do it, but you do not do these things. You don't cut towards you. You don't do these things. Yeah. Okay. So he gets the knife. Two minutes later... He, I'm cleaning the fish. He comes running in with blood dripping on oh. the ground. He's like, ah, and he goes in there and look. And sure enough, his one finger, he was cutting towards himself, and he cut his finger. I, we had just told him 10 times. Don't cut it, towards it didn't, yourself. It didn't need stitches, but like butterfly, it closed. It was bleeding pretty good. And I said, Elliot, we told you not to do that. He was like, well, I don't know how to whittle the end of this if I don't cut it towards myself. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, now it's time for me to take your knife. Yes. And so, Done. so I have the knife now. And I said, well, we'll give you the knife at some point when we feel comfortable that you exactly. can wield it. Yeah. I have a few more <laughs> lessons. Maybe get one of those plastic knives. Get one of those knives that flips out and it's a comb. Yes. That'd be good. <laughs> you can practice on that. Yeah. Until you can go with that, you can't use anything yeah. else. So that was that's, my... Uh, that sounds like an those Elliot... Those three highlights. That sounds trip. like an Elliot or Luke story. Either way, yeah. that could have been interchangeable because I'm, I'm pretty sure Luke would have done the exact same thing. But yeah, no, pocket knives. I mean, that's like one of my all-time favorite things. I remember getting my first pocket knife. I, I, I don't think I ever cut myself. Really? No. Like, uh, But once again, it's weird how times change. <laughs> It's just like, you know, you go back to when we were kids and like it was very common for kids our age to have pocket knives. Kids having a pocket knife today, it's like they have a deadly weapon. Yeah. And yeah. So, they, so there's less understanding of them, I think. I think that's more or less it. Like it's less common. Right. That, that was the thing. I wanted to give him the opportunity to yeah. use it. But I told him after the first time he cut himself, yeah. if you cut yourself again because you're not following the rules, I'm taking it from you exactly. because I'm your father and looking out for your best interest. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's just not as common. So there's like, I just think there's less understanding of what can happen yeah. if something goes wrong. But like, yeah, I mean, I remember having pocket knives always. Yeah. Like, there's never a time I don't remember having a pocket knife. But anyway, so, so, the, so, so I'm, tell I'm, me so, I'm so glad your trip went well, Zach. Yeah. I know that's something you guys have been looking forward to and planning for a long time. So that's, that's really great, man. I'm glad you guys are home. You made home safe and you didn't have any issues. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me about your the Canada, Canada experience. mission trip. Listen, yeah. so this, was, this has been also another thing, a long time coming, because it was four years uh, since the last time we went. We went in 2019 was the last time we were in Canada. Um, and so it was a homecoming. I think we talked about it a few months ago when I went up and visited uh, just to get to know the new camp administrator and all this, you know, just just to see the camp again. And, um, it was, it was emotional. It was way more emotional experience. The, the smells of, of things, seeing the work that my past teams have done. Um, you know, there's a proud, uh, tradition and, and like just connection to that, to that place. And so going back to Willow Springs this year, um, was just outstanding. Uh, it, uh, and you know, we did it with another team. We did it with Calvary, uh, Baptist and you, Zach, you know, cause in years past we've worked with other youth ministries over the years. Um, and it's always like a hit or miss yeah. kind of situation. You never know what you're getting into. This was a hit. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, I mean, so, um, Greg O'Boyle, who passed, I, I say that only cause we have a pastor Greg here and that always leads to confusion. Yeah. But Greg, um, he's, he's a pastor. He's now the youth pastor, but he was the, the pastor of the church that we served up in Canada. He and I uh, took our youth groups. Our youth groups could not have bonded better. Nice. Like formed fantastic mm-hmm. bonds with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and they worked their tails off from the moment that they woke up until we said, okay, guys, it's time to wrap up for the day. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of our team. Um, our, our leaders um, was just as good of an experience. Um, you know, for me, it was like I got to bond with with guys that um, you know I never I I've known for a long time, but have not spent extended periods of time with, and that was a beautiful thing. Like you know, like Jeff. So we talk about Beth all the time yeah. on our podcast because she usually texts us in like corrections. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kindly. Beth's, Beth's a faithful listener. She is a faithful Jeff, listener. Jeff, her husband, her is husband. not, and I don't know why not. <laughs> 
He might be listening to this right now, Zach. I doubt doubtful. Yeah, I think he is. Um, but Jeff and I formed a, a fantastic bond through this. Like, like you know, just formed a, a, a friendship and almost like a, a, you know, like just like the older brother I never knew I had kind of thing. Yeah. It was really not even that he's that much older than me. He's only a couple of years older than me, but it was awesome. It's such an awesome experience just getting to know him even better and how we connected. Now we even like think yeah. in, uh, in, you know, very similarly. So, I mean, there was, it was beautiful all the way around. Yeah. Um, and so just a, just a few highlights for it. Number one, just getting back into the swing of things with, uh, being up in Canada, being at Willow Springs, doing the jobs that we've always done. Um, I think for me, it was, it was, I, I, I was unsure of the future of this trip and this, this trip solidified the fact that it's, it's here mm. for, for the foreseeable future. This, this is going to be a thing. Nice. Um, cause I felt like we built a, a better bond with the, the camp administrator. Like we didn't really know him all that well yeah. going into this. Like I only met him. I, I talked to him twice and met him and his wife once. And in my mind, I'm like, that should be more than enough, you know, but it takes time to build relationships and build bonds with people. And by the end of the week, he saw that, well, you know, I think they saw too, that, you know, we are in this not for ourselves. We were mm-hmm. in it for the, the camp and for the, the potential that it brings when you come in and like, like uh, his name's Jake. Jake said, you guys literally did hundreds of man hours for us. In one week, he's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't even know where to begin to thank you guys. And I'm like, just, we just love doing it. Uh, you know, and yeah. there's, in I think the nice thing, in this is kind of the mentality of new life mission trips in general, not just this mission trip, is we don't come in with a preconceived notion of how things should go and how things should be. We come in and do what we're asked to do. Yeah. And that's it. Mm. We're not going to say you guys should be doing it this way or I want to do it this way or I'm going to take charge or any of that. It's like what what you need us to do is what we're going to do. No questions asked. Unless I mean obviously if it's something dangerous or mm-hmm. something that is well out of the realm of what we can do, then we'll be like, "No, nah, maybe this isn't a wise idea." Outside of that, if you want us to stain decks all day long, We'll stain until our, our hands are like, you know, like whatever color that is. If you want us to clean out the pond, we'll get in there and clean out all the algae. If you need us to, you know, clean windows, which is one of the big projects that we ended up doing. We took out every window, wiped them down front and back, cleaned out windowsills. I mean, we were going above and beyond to nice. show like, hey, it's, this is not about us. It's not even necessarily about you. It's about what God can do. Um when we're all working together and that's that, and that's the beautiful thing. It's, you know, it's, it was ultimately serving their vision mm-hmm. and, and we did it, uh, without, without complaint or anything, you know, and I, I think it ended up being this, this beautiful bonding experience for us. It also like just, it refreshed my soul in a way, um, because I got to be back at a place that I love, mm-hmm. uh, a place that, uh, I've, I've missed so greatly, uh, so it was awesome, but you know, from any job that you would look at, it was all done well. And I have to, I, and I, I, I've been saying this a lot, but it has to be stated that I have to thank my wife, Sarah, because mm-hmm. she's really the heart and soul behind this entire trip. And if it was up to me, I might've let this die, Yeah, but she saw the potential. She saw what could have been. And so she kept pushing and praying for it. Uh, organizing. I mean, every, every, everything that we did, there was a, there was a hint of, you know, what she had, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of put, put, put together. So, um, you know, the the trip wasn't possible without her. And uh, I'm so glad that, um, I wasn't stubborn. And, and, but cause it like, it allowed Greg and I to get back together and do something, you know, like I said, he and I just had breakfast and now we're, we were talking about next year already. We're like, he's like, what do you think? Are we doing this again? And I'm like, do you want to? He's like, I already have ideas for it if you want. And I said, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Great. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's not over. Um, some of the highlights, uh, you know, uh, you know, outside of all the bonding experiences that our leaders had and our students had, and we had with our students and had with their students, even, I mean, like I said, really, really awesome. A couple of the highlights for me, uh, 
well, number one was uh, Friday night. We had um, so, like I said, I've, I've I've stated in previous podcasts, we uh, we served a Chinese church for a number of years. Yeah, up there that Pastor Grego Boyle and his wife Anne and their family planted and grew. Um, well, God grew it, but they you know they tended to right, it, right, right, right. And so uh, on Friday night, a lot of the former members of the church came out for uh, a campfire. Oh, and nice. we, I mean, there was like a hundred and some people there. I mean, it wow. was, it was, it was packed out. Um, and, uh, you know, for our team, everybody was new except for, you know, Sarah and I and, uh, and Josie, everybody <laughs> else and Andy, uh, yeah. everybody else was brand new to this. So they, they see this and they're like, what is this? This is nothing like what happened the rest of the week. I'm like, this is all I'm used to. This is, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it went late. Uh, somebody <laughs> did their, uh, one guy did his testimony, um, and so everything has to be translated because a lot of these, a lot of the families only speak Mandarin. Some people, I mean, a lot of them speak some level of English, but yeah. they're much better in Mandarin. So everything is translated. So everything takes double the time. Right. right. So if you have a 25 minute testimony, it's a 50 minute wow. testimony because he's going to translate line for line what you're saying. So if you have something 25 minutes prepared, be prepared for close to an hour between. Wow. Him saying it, and then the, that person translated him say, yeah. So that went long, and my team wasn't ready for that. But it was really cool because they got to experience this culture and I, how welcoming and inviting they are. They all bring food and share with everyone. Uh-huh. Uh, the one guy was doing a, like a traditional like charcoal. They brought so like a Chinese charcoal grill that they do on skewers. Okay. And they just move this meat, and they, I mean, they pounds of meat. Wow. That's all I knew it was going to be a late night, because I saw them coming out with the bowls of meat that they were going to be cooking. I'm like, oh, guys, we're here until it's going to be late. And we were leaving <laughs> early the next day. And so some of my leaders were like, can I go to bed? And I'm like, yes, by all means, go to bed. <laughs> like, you're good. I know you have to drive in the morning. Um, and so we were up late doing dishes, but you know, man, I did it all with a smile on my face. Cause it, it was a wonder, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience just to be back with them. I got to reconnect, um, with, with one guy. So years ago, I, I met this man, his, his wife, and they had, I think they had one child, maybe two at this point. He's a couple years younger than me. His, his name is me here. His wife's name is Victoria. So me here, uh, his family, uh, is from India. Okay. Um, and they're Hindu. Like his family was Hindu, okay. all right. He converted to Christianity, uh, and um, and then decided that God, like he felt, it didn't decide, but he felt the call mm-hmm. to pursue ministry. And I remember talking with him about. It. He's like a couple years younger than me. I remember talking about about you know probably summer of 2016, 2015, 2016, Him and I talking about it and just like what to expect with ministry, all that kind of stuff. So here we are. 2023. Yeah. I haven't seen him in years. I don't even think we saw them in 2019 when we were there the last time. I think last time I saw him was probably 2018. And uh, he and I got to catch up. And now he's been a pastor for two years at a church up there that uh, faced COVID, faced a church split, um, wow. faced all kinds of difficulty. And I'm like, are you are you joking right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, yeah. So he and I had a lot. And so we just encouraged one another. And I, I got to say, like, and now he has, they have four kids. You know, he's finishing up his seminary degree. And he's just one of the most wonderful young men. Um, I mean, he's only a couple of years younger than me, but, like, he's, he's younger than me. So, yeah. you know, just one of the most wonderful guys and just such a – and he, like, he blessed me with some of the things that he said. Because one of the things that he said, and this is going to sound strange and maybe – discouraging but i've been known as the uh the ministry discourager uh in some <laughs> in some circles not not that i don't want people to go into ministry listen we all have every single one of us is called to ministry um you know to do ministry work i'm saying pastoral vocational ministry yeah. i've been known to you know kind of point people away from, away it. from it if it's not their true calling yeah. uh cuz i as mean you should as, yeah cuz i have a responsibility i i was i had the same thing done to me yeah. at one point and for all the right reasons. I wasn't on the right path. I, you know, I was kind of just doing it because I thought it was the right thing to do at the time, even though I felt called, oh, my heart and my head weren't in the right place. Um, and so, but he's like, man, he's like, you know, you kind of get the idea that suffering is just part of it, right? And I said, holy cow, man, 
no truer words have ever been spoken, but yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, that sounds so horrible and negative, but it's the, the reality is, is that look at all of our, even our biblical examples of guys that are in ministry. Like not one of them had this like easy, fun time, but holy cow, they love Jesus all the way through it. Like, yeah. I, you know, I did a message on Paul, uh, or from, from one of the, one of the Pauline epistles, you know, and he's in prison. You know, this yeah. past Sunday, I spoke at a friend's church because he was on vacation and he needed somebody to fill in for him. And so I, I did my Philippians 4 message, which talks about like finding contentment in all situations of life. Paul was in prison. Like he's suffering, but he's still doing it with vigor and zeal. Why? Yeah. Because like Jesus is the one who sustains us, right? And so that was my whole, my whole, like, you know, that was like the whole thing. It's like, yeah, man, it doesn't, like suffering is almost guaranteed in ministry because you have an enemy that doesn't want you to succeed in it. But man, you could see such great blessings. Yeah. Or you really submit yourself to it. And so it was, it was the nice thing to catch up with him. Um, there was a young man, David, who was in vacation Bible school oh, when wow. we first started years back, right? He's now a 22-year-old man. He's getting into ministry. Nice. Like, seen him grow. Like when, when he was younger, I would, I, it's not, I mean, you just never know what to expect because kids mm-hmm. are kids. Yeah. And now seeing him like this, I mean, I was, I was like, I was beaming. I was nice. beaming. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm so proud of you, man. And he's got ideas for mission, like mission work that he wants to do. Um, and, you know, it's not just like pipe dream kind of stuff. He's like trying to put everything together to make it happen. He's like, do you think you and Greg can, like, you know, support me in some way, shape, or form. I'm like, let's keep talking. Like, so I, I was trading. I, this is, I've known these people for over a decade. Yeah. A lot of them. And this is the first time I'm trading phone numbers with them. I'm texting. I've been te- you know, texting with some, some of the people. And it, it's like, it was such like, oh, it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for giving us this opportunity yeah. to come back here, to do this again. Uh, it wasn't over. And, you know, and like I said, it's, you know, now I get to look forward to, to next year. The potential nice. for what next year can bring uh, for our team. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited to be back. Awesome. Uh, you know, to be back there and then to be back home. And it's been a busy few weeks, like I said. You know, we got back and I uh, I took some time off. Uh, I went to went to Erie with my family and, you know, just relaxed for a couple of days. Nice. It wasn't really relaxing because <laughs> when you have four kids, I don't think there is such a thing as relaxing. <laughs> Especially when you have a two-year-old that is out of his mind. <laughs> Pete. Pete. Oh, gosh. So, Petey, we're up in Erie. Yeah. I'm on the phone with Pastor Jeremy, uh-huh. and he and I are just catching up. Is Sarah's shop, and we're at the Mill Creek Mall. Mill Creek Mall has, like, this play place. Uh-huh. Sarah went shopping, because uh, it was also Sarah's birthday, um, which I have a funny story about that real quick. Or right, I'll come back to that. Um, so, Sarah's shopping with Tessa. They're off, like, you know looking at clothes. So I have the three younger, young, you know, the ones that are younger than Tessa, which are the other three. Um, and so Pete, Pete like has no fear. Yeah. I call him daredevil. Yeah. He's the man without fear. Cause like he just does stuff uh-huh. and will just throw his body at things <laughs> without hesitation or any kind of consideration for what this will do to yeah. me. Cause he's a two year old boy. Luke never did this kind of stuff. Pete, like he's he's just wired different. So he sees these big kids in the play area, bigger kids. Um, there's steps that go up to this this um, slide. I'm saying probably like two and a half feet tall. Sure. But when you're only two feet tall, it's a big slide. It's a big slide. And so Pete sees these kids go up the steps and jump down off the steps, like just down to the floor, and they're finally running around. And Pete's like. Here we go. And he he gets up. So I'm talking to Jeremy, and I see Pete walking up the steps, and then he turns around, and he looks at me. So I'm facing the steps, and I'm like, and he looks at me, and then he crouches down, like, in a jumping pose. I'm like, no! And before I can even move, like, before without a moment's hesitation, he leaps <laughs> off. And he, like, he comes down on his feet. And I thought, I was like, holy cow, he landed it. And then he falls over and starts wailing like Uh-oh. he's holding his knee like you would have thought this was like an nfl injury how like this kid was laying there he's holding his knees like ah, ah dad and i'm like i come over i scoop him up i'm holding him i held him for a couple minutes he cried i'm like you're okay buddy you're okay i'm feeling him 
I'm like feeling his leg. I'm like, okay, okay. But like nothing feels broken. He's not swelling up. There's no marks. Of course, there's another dad giving me all the advice that, you know, I need apparently. <laughs> like, oh man, like, you know, he's probably, he's probably, probably you know, like need to take him to a hospital. I'm like, like let's just, <laughs> let's just wait a second here. These kids are pretty resilient. So I, I said, I, I'm like, he calmed down and he's like, I want to play. And I'm like, all right, buddy, you think you're ready? Yeah. And so I put him down and he starts hobbling. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it looks like, like, you know, like the bird that has like the broken wing yeah. kind of hobble. Like, it's like, oh, no. And so I call Sarah. I pick him up again. I'm holding him. And of course, you know, the dad next to me is like, oh, he's, he's hurt bad. You're going to have to get him. <laughs> You know, get him taken care of. Like, okay, dude, like, don't make me feel worse about this, all right? <laughs> so anyway, I, I pick I pick him up again. I call Sarah. I'm like, babe, I, I think we're going to have to take him to the hospital maybe. You're going to have to come look at this. I, I don't know. I'm a little worried. And so a few minutes go by, and Pete's, like, pushing away from me because he wants to get down again. I'm like, buddy, you cannot get down. And so finally he slips out of my hand. He runs off. He's fine. No problems. Yeah, he's here. And I, texted, he I texted Sarah. I'm like, this kid's the Wolverine. Like he, like he instantly heals, which is even scarier because I like there's no stopping him. Like yeah. he's the Terminator. Nice. You know, T1000. Like there's no stopping this kid. So like, and he's so cute. And he's so like he like I love when like Pete comes up to me and gives me a hug and says, "I love you, Daddy." And I'm like, oh, nothing more pure. There's nothing yeah. more pure than that. So anyway. So, uh, yesterday, um, I'm, I'm, you know, playing with the kids in the living room. We're like, you know, like just tackling, wrestling around, goofing around. And so I'm playing, um, I have Ava for one second and like, you got, I, I always, I always forget. I like let my guard down. Cause I'm like, Pete's not going to hurt me anymore. Like he's past that. I probably said this a while ago. Like the one day we were doing this and I, I was messing with Luke and Pete attacked me by biting me three times up the side of my body. <laughs> like, hard. Hard. Like, I thought he took chunks of skin. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so this was, that was like probably f- six months ago. Okay. Um, so I'm like, yeah, Pete's out of that stage. He's not yeah. going to just hurt me. So I'm, I'm, I'm on, on my, I'm laying on my back. I have Ava in a bear hug, like, and I, I'm just like, you know, wrestling around with her and she's like laughing. Pete comes up behind my head. I don't see him. <laughs> he hammer fists me <laughs> in the nose, like as hard as he can. I mean, wham, <laughs> like hammer through the hammer, like UFC style. <laughs> and I, I was, I no, I've never felt such intense pain in my face. <laughs> than that i'm like you maniac i'm like why do you do what you do and oh gosh i thought for sure my nose was gonna be bleeding like he hit me so hard and then he's like sorry dada and then he runs off (laughs) why i can't wait for him to get to an age where i can reason with them like where reason and negotiation actually works because right now it's like it's it's living with with a maniac yeah (laughs) So oh, I spoke, funny. like I said, I, uh, uh, while, when I was on vacation, I spoke at my buddy's church and see, um, he's uh, this guy that's been a, a friend of mine for a very long time in ministry. And, um, he planted a church in Newcastle called city church and they're doing awesome stuff, like just yeah. amazing ministry work, but like any, any, you know, newer church, um, you know, the, you know, the, uh, when you're the, like, he has, I think there's two other guys on staff that are pastors, mm-hmm. uh, but one was on a mission trip and I think the other one was on vacation and you know, my buddy, he's like, you know, he kind of runs, he's the senior pastor. So, I mean, mm-hmm. everything kind of comes, it, it all kind of lives and dies on him. And so when he was like, Hey, uh, I'm trying to get away on vacation. Can you speak for me? I'm like, yeah, whatever you need, you know, yeah. to get that. And so, um, I got to, I got to have that experience uh, on sun uh, this past Sunday and was such a, it was such a nice experience um, in getting to just share with another congregation, but it's like, it's not just another congregation. These are brothers and sisters in Christ. And that was that, that to me is like one of those things where it's like, this is really cool. Yeah. Where like, even though we're not, 
part of the same church. We're all under that same umbrella. Sure. Uh, and getting to worship together. And like, yeah, do they do things a little bit different than we do here? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was comfortable and it was, it was, it was really nice to be there, but it was also on my wife's birthday. And that's the, <laughs> really the point of what I'm going to say. Cause Sarah said, she's like, please don't embarrass me and say, it's your birthday. And I'm like, honey, I won't do that. Like we don't, I mean, we really didn't know anybody. Yeah, we knew we, a couple people. See, I think she planned it this way because we were going to do stuff for her here oh, on Sunday. Yes. We had to cancel things because we didn't really <laughs> thought you guys were going to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Students were like uh, coming up to us and wanting to bake her things. And like oh, we had stuff so planned. Nice. We had gifts. We had all kinds of stuff. Then, yes, then they're like, still done it. Just for without the, her? The, the, <laughs> for the following Sunday. <laughs> No. Well, we got we got the mission trip coming up, and we got the, oh, that's true. We got yeah. stuff going yeah, on this not, week. Too. Listen, it's not a big deal. And like, listen, and my wife's also one of those people that really does not like a, yeah. a big fuss and to do made of her. Um, but we didn't forget about her. No, I didn't think you did. No. But anyway, we still have gifts. No, 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 no. I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this thing. On Stop, a talking. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm like, honey, don't worry about it. I'm like, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I wouldn't do that to you. Because I had to introduce myself, and you, you know, then uh, like obviously, you just when you're in front of new people and you're a little bit anxious, like you don't know what might come out of your mouth accidentally because you know your brain is computing so many different things all at the same time. So, anyway, um, I go over the order of service with a team, and they're like, Hey, Josh made a bumper for you. <laughs> Like, so what a bumper is, if you, if you don't know, is like, it's like usually a one minute transitional yeah. video. Um, and in this case, it was Josh was going, is introducing me as the guest speaker and how he knows me, yada, yada. And so that should be interesting. I wonder, I wish I could see what the bumper said. Uh, you can, it's online. Oh, okay. You can, I, I, but I, I will, uh, I'll, I'll give you the highlight. Okay. Because okay, okay. it's a one minute video. Okay, sure. And so uh, Josh uh, starts off the, so there's a, there's a long running joke. Between Josh and I. That you're the no fun pastor? Well, that, that is one thing, <laughs> that I am the no fun pastor. And he like he and I still joke about that because like I was talking about something, and I'm like, how am I not older than you? Uh, yeah. And some, some things, like, just jokingly. No, but it, also there's this joke because uh, there's a guy that he and I mutually know that uh, I'd been introduced, like, introduced myself to this guy dozens of times. I mean, not an exaggeration. Yeah. Met this individual multiple occasions with Josh and with other people. And this guy knows the people that I, I come with, but can never remember me. <laughs> and I've had to introduce myself to this guy countless times Yeah, where I'm like, and cause he'll introduce himself and I'll say, yes, we've met before. Yada, yada. So anyway, so it's a long running joke. And then, so, and I also had to contact this guy about something not very recently it was kind of a strange situation because I was like, I, I don't, because this gentleman moved away. And I like, listen, I mean, it's, it's funny. I don't hold any ill will against this guy for not remembering me. I'm, yeah. I, I'm just not memorable. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's, that's not true. Ma- that's that, not true. That, that doesn't, that, my whole point is like, it, does, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But it's a funny joke. Yeah. It's not like, it's, it was always like, when we would go to this establishment the guy owned and ran, um, I, I would always say to the person I'm with, I'm like, just understand, like, you know this guy, I know this guy, but he's going to remember you and not me. And they're like, no, come on. Like, if you've introduced yourself five times at this point, he definitely knows who you are. And without, he'd be like, hey, I'm such and such. What's your name? And I'm like, Steve. I'm Steve. I'm a youth pastor at New Life Baptist Church. We've met before. I never said we met before because I don't like to, I wouldn't want to embarrass somebody. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I actually had to call this guy about, a piece of equipment that he was selling and on the phone, it was really funny. Cause I said, he's like, <laughs> I said to the guy, I introduced myself and I told him about how much I enjoyed his establishment when he was up here. And he said to me, Oh, he's like, Oh, so we definitely have met before. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Cause Josh, Josh put me in contact with him and, uh, like I text Josh. I'm like, he said, we definitely met before, right? And I said, <laughs> yes, several times. And Josh is dying. <laughs> Saying all that to say this. So Josh's video, yeah. the first like 20 seconds of it is him jokingly not remembering who I am. <laughs> so he's like, today's speaker is Steve. 
What is it? No, like his wife saying Mikulski. He's like McCluskey. <laughs> it's like, who is that? She's like the youth pastor, your friend, Steve Mikulski. He's like, I don't know a Steve Mikulski. <laughs> He's like, well, uh, guys, apparently your speaker today is Steve M- McCluskey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know too much. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. And then he goes I, in very, very lovely words, you know, just, you know, talks about you know our friendship and our, our relationship working together. Uh, and then at the very end, he's like, also, it's his wife's birthday today. <laughs> I was like, I turned to Sarah and I'm like, I didn't know he was going to do that. <laughs> and she's like head down in her hands. Like, you know, it was just kind of a funny thing because it was totally unexpected. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, we were we were welcomed. Uh, we had a great time being there, but there, honestly, uh, I will say this, and this is not a dig at them, but there's no place like home. It's, yeah. it was, it's really nice to, to be here, um, to, you know, be with our church family. Sure. But we pray, we pray for the success of their church and I'll, I would help them any day of the week, mm-hmm. uh, if they needed anything. And I think that needs to be the mentality of the church in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no competition. We talked, I've, I've, you know, this is a line that I've used a billion times. There's no competition in the kingdom. Right. Like, right. Like, it's not like I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm praising Jesus better than you are. Like, no, 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 no. Like get away from that. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what your congregation is. Like if our foundations are the same, meaning like, you know, salvation is through the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and, you know, bought by his blood and, you know, we're redeemed by that alone, you know, like, and we can get into all the nitty gritty. If that's all the same. Yeah. Then we need to be supporting one another. Sure, because the way that you know I speak and and um, present the gospel might be slightly different than you do, but we're going to capture two totally different audiences, and they all need Jesus. Yep. Right. And so that's that. That's how it should be. And so it was. It was really nice to be able to be with a group of people um, that love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's it's nice to be home. Too, and I'm looking forward to being back with my students this Sunday. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's the the skinny and thick, uh, skinny and thick of it. Is Something that a, like is that. Is that a phrase? Uh, are we going to do another phrase? Thick episode? and skinny of it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Get back. Also, on Zach. Yeah. This is post podcast. Okay. We'll do this after the break. Hey, it's great being back, Zachy. Stevie, it's nice, it's nice to look at your face again. Hi, Stevie. You're, you know, it's it's been a long time, but it, it feels like it always feels like we don't, we don't miss a beat when we get back together. So, uh, for Zach and Steve, have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach, and we will see you eventually. Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah, in maybe, maybe, a couple weeks. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> Be on you the never, lookout. You never know. We've got grab parties everywhere. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Bye bye. Bye bye.